M. Joseph Shepherd, um, my first uh, podcast for you. So uh, hopefully you find it uh, interesting. And who am I? Well, I'm a blogger. I've got a blog, uh, M. Joseph Shepherd, A Point of View, which has had um, 1.1 million views over the years, even though I only um, use it uh, on the odd occasion, mostly on Twitter at Shep, S-H-E-P-M-J-S, all capitals. And I've um, been published in various journals like The Federalist and um, People's Public Daily. I don't do that very much anymore because most of them don't pay. And uh, the ones who don't pay, the editors um, give us the hardest time. So unfortunately, I tell them to get stuff, so I don't... Uh, don't do that avenue uh, very often. So I just blog and mostly uh, do the uh, the Twitter thing. So what are my aims? Um, my aims are a uh, mature, uh, dispassionate, realistic point of view based on years of experience in uh, politics and um, deeply emotionally committed myself uh, to that. But I've moved past um, emotionalism in how I express myself. So if you want a, a calm, measured, mature voice and with some experience and, uh, and possibly an extremely cynical view, having um, been down the track and uh, around the bush a few times, then you're in the right place. Um, unfortunately, dispassionatism, that's hard to say, uh, doesn't create a, a mass audience. And as we know, those who shout the loudest and the angriest get a mass following. However, my Twitter experience has shown that um, if you plug away um, in a dispassionate, mature way, eventually you'll get a solid mass of intelligent followers and who uh, can spread the message. The message is um, populist conservatism. You'll all, all have your own views of uh, what that means. But if you're a Trump supporter, um, generally you have a pretty good idea. Uh, and uh, if you're listening to me, um, then you'll have an even better idea, I guess, as well. I plan to define what I consider uh, Trumpian populist conservatism uh, in due course. But this is basically an introductory um, program. And uh, we'll uh, just take it uh, slowly and on that, uh, that basis. Firstly, uh, I want to address what a, for Washington Post, uh, conservative in ironic uh, capitals and uh, ironic quotation marks, columnist Kathleen Parker uh, said recently, um, well, Toddy, it's impossible to believe Valerie Jarrett as Biden's vice president and, of course, uh, de facto president as any Biden uh, vice president would be, if heaven forbid that uh, that he won. So this is what she said. She said, with three clicks of her red shiny shoes, this is Sarah Palin, the wonder from Wasilla helped usher the grand old party into a regressive era of ignorance and transigence and an ideological muddle of racism, sexism, and nationalistic xenophobia that ultimately produced a Confederate flag defending authoritarian worshipping Queensbred reality TV star named Donald Trump. 
well, Governor Palin, whatever her other qualities, uh, appears to have possessed uh, superhuman powers through her sheer presence and force of will to have upended the entire political and social basis of America. Now, to hold such insane views as Parker, a seemingly otherwise intelligent person does, highlights the bizarre fantasy world that the denizens of the bi-coastal media elite dwell in. They literally have no idea. They have, living within this bubble, uh, no concept of what middle America um, believes in and wants. And they just talk to themselves and live in a fantasy world where they can see that a vice presidential candidate from 2008 uh, would have had such a massive effect. Clearly, obviously, she touched a nerve and gave voice to um, the people who have been denigrated and mocked and looked over by the uh, DC and Los Angeles uh, elite. But uh, to, <laughs> to suppose that single-handedly she unleashed all these demons of, of um, Trumpy, Trumpism is just insane. So she's not alone. It's just a sickness which permeates and pervades the entire uh, liberal um, media. So, so if we take that as as a, as a basis of uh, of what we're up against, uh, which is what we are, we can then uh, progress forward from there. Basically, what um, the liberal elite have done is they've uh, unleashed the beast, which we see rioting and uh, causing destruction, and which the um, liberals. Uh, have to defend, they have to defend Biden, and they have to defend these uh, crazy people. So Biden has absolutely no control over um, these people and basically is a puppet of the radical left and he's trimming his sails to their uh, their wind. If you hear any squawking, that's uh, buddy, my uh, pet ringneck parakeet, who uh, critiques what I do. And I uh, didn't like that, but never mind, we'll, we'll carry on. So um, if, heaven forbid, Biden got elected, um, there would be absolutely no stopping um, the, um, the forces of, of evil and the forces of anarchy um, because he, he's enthralled to uh, the people who support them. So as I've said many times, if you've got a sick relative, you've got uh, nine friends who don't vote, You'll have to chain them all together in a big, uh, big long cord and drag them to the polls and uh, have them vote as if your life uh, depends on it, which in some cases it might, but certainly the future of the country depends on the uh, conservative turnout in about 10 states. So it all boils down to um, the Rust Belt and a few other states. And this is where the, um, hopefully the silent majority will have to turn out. Now, as those who uh, follow me know that um, I like following polls, not that I uh, believe in any single poll, even if it's like Rasmussen, which uh, today came out at 50%, um, because um, they go up and down, particularly Rasmussen, which is a daily tracker, and they're um, affected by the, uh, the reaction to any current event and um, people's equivocating and wiggling or wobbling around. But over time and through the aggregate of polls, it's the best, uh, probably the only mechanism we have of determining uh, elections and uh, where the public opinion. Now, of course, um, 
any polling aggregate at this point or is or near the election is just a snapshot in time and is affected by the polls uh, gross biases. Uh, if you look at my um, blog point of view, I've done a full analysis of just about every single poll and the average damn bias is, is over 7%, uh, D plus 7.5, I think, top of my head, whereas DEM plus 4 is a reasonable level. Some are DEM plus 11, DEM plus 12, but the average is uh, DEM, plus, uh, DEM plus 7 plus. So at this point in time, they have their own agenda and they are distorting. But even still within that framework, you can see if you're looking over, say, a month, um, even if they're grossly distorting Trump's approval or the Biden-Trump uh, relationship, there is a trend line. And uh, over time, that pretty much is reflective, um, even though it's depressed, it's still reflective of a trend. Uh, the last two weeks before the election, as the polls try and keep some credibility, you'll find that they all go to likely voters if they haven't by then, and you'll start getting their, their best guess. Even Nate Silver, uh, who's no friend of uh, of, uh, of conservatism, uh, admits that the polls tend to herd. They all don't want to be out of line, so they all try and copy each other and, and get within the same framework of within one or two points. So as it turned out, the last polls in the last week for the popular vote in the aggregate within the margin of error were pretty much right. They had um, their final result was Hillary plus two in the popular vote and the um, actual polling aggregate was within the margin of error. Some got it spot on, like Rasmussen. Some were way out, like Monmouth, which had a plus five. But basically, they were more or less correct. Uh, and same with the state polls, which were denigrated. But if you look at particularly Trafalgar, uh, most of the state polls uh, in the battleground states were well within the margin of error. And some, like Trafalgar, were almost exact. Um, but um, it was the pundits who <laughs> came up with these, Hillary has a 98% chance because that's what they wanted to believe. But the polling taken all in all and within its time framework where it matters is more or less um, correct within uh, the margin of error. So that's all we can do. And I always look at trends and that's what I try and point out. Uh, but for people who get excited about this polls up and that polls down, you're really wasting your time because uh, no individual poll really means anything. But um, hopefully, you know, if you follow me on Twitter or my occasional blogs, you'll you'll see that's correct. There was one poll which I found particularly interesting, which was the Survey Monkey, which is a consumer uh, polling outfit. And as best as we can look or see, it was a non-partisan poll because they had a 66,000 respondent base, which is pretty massive. And um, even some other people who've looked at this agree that their uh, their figures and the rationale was, was more or less correct. And what really struck me was that uh, when they did a survey on COVID, uh, they found that only 4% of people uh, felt that was a factor in how they were going to vote whereas the economy, 32% uh, did. So it was number five on the list of most important factors. To be fair, when they asked the question, are you concerned for your family and friends? Uh, most people um, were 
of course, concerned, but for themselves, they weren't. And I would imagine that people answer polls tend younger, and younger people seem to be um, not as badly affected by COVID, and you know probably consider themselves to be uh, um, safe from the the effects of it, and it's not such a concern. But still, 32 percent, which proves again that it's the economy stupid, as or ITS, as James Carville famously uh, famously said. And uh, at the end of the day, people vote on their back pocket and for their family. And um, the question will be is, who would you believe would be the best for uh, progressing the economy? And every poll I've seen, Trump um, comes ahead. Now, if we just think back just a few months pre-COVID, when the economy was booming, Trump was well on his way to a landslide. And I think when people get in the polling booth, and they, that question is in their minds. Um, we'll see that they uh, they will vote for him based on that imperative. But we'll see. When I say we'll see, I don't make predictions, particularly this far out, which would be stupid. But I do make a prediction the day of the election. And I did make one uh, last election. And I said, based on the current polling, which was heavily influenced in my mind, but by people's pundit daily and Rasmussen, the tracking, the tracking polls I, I felt were the best. Um, I felt I said that Trump would win, and uh, he did win. So I'll have another go in November. So you'll have to wait if you're hanging out for that. Speaking of polls, there's a couple of things I just want to touch on. Uh, first is the uh, which the media and and uh, none of the pundits have uh, have uh, covered uh, so far is that uh, in the head-to-head Biden-Trump polls. Biden has dropped below 8% to 7.8%. This is the lowest he's been at since June 7th. And if you go to Real Clear Politics, the head-to-heads, you'll see the graphs where uh, Trump is slowly ascending and um, Biden is uh, slowly descending. Um, And that's as these insane Quinnipiac, um, Biden plus 13 or or the other ones which had them 10, 15 points ahead, they're starting to drop off as the hysteria um, is, um, is is going away to a degree. I said a few weeks back that um, the worst is over. And as people who follow me on Twitter know, uh, I am always right. And in this case, <clears throat> I've been proven right again. Worst is over. The trend line at the moment is moving in Trump's favor. And uh, of course, it'll Nothing goes straight up or straight down. It may waver around a bit, but I think we've seen the worst for Trump and the best for Biden, at least for the the time being, at least for the trend progression at the moment. So 7.8, I've not seen anyone comment on that. So you're hearing it first here. Similarly with um, Trump's approval rating, it's uh, gone over 43%. 43.4 percent up two points um, since um, it's the highest since June June the second I think that's the date there early June anyway and again unremarked upon but again if you look at the real, real clear politics uh, graph you'll see it's trending up and again the ridiculous uh, 10 points behind um, uh, uh, 10 points down uh, in, in each poll they're all slowly dropping off <coughs> right and realism will uh, will uh, come into play. 
um, as he slowly progresses upwards. I want to uh, touch on the um, polling. Uh, I think conspiracy is the right word, but uh, I just want to have this as an introductory uh, podcast, and I'll, I'll do a special one on that uh, very shortly. But anyway, um, here we are to, uh, to say hello, and hopefully you'll find it of interest. And uh, it gives me a chance to express myself a bit uh, fuller um, than I can do on Twitter and um, on the uh, Point of View blog, uh, and hopefully you'll reach a wider audience. So again, I'm Joseph Shepard, or, or Mike uh, without the uh, nom de plume, and thank you for listening, and we'll hopefully uh, have you uh, as an audience again. Cheers. Bye.